You're listening to The Parent Classroom, a space for quick conversations on how to nurture your child's education. I'm your host, Komal Shah, a former teacher turned consultant who fundamentally believes that every parent has the power to raise their child consciously within the K-12 schooling system. I cannot wait to bring you on this journey. Let's get started. Hi, I am excited, but also a little, I guess, hesitant and vulnerable because this episode is for you, the ones who have been following my journey and listening to my work for all these years, because I get to officially share with you my decision to go back into the classroom. And I just want to start off by saying this was really not an easy decision to make. And all I can say is as as you listen to me kind of just spill out my guts on this episode, I I never thought that I would go back into the classroom. And so this is going to be a juicy one, but I'm so excited you're here as I kind of talk about my journey to get here now and what I'm so excited about in the future. All right, so let's begin. I, I, before I go into what got me to choose to go back into the classroom, I actually want to speak to why I left. And you know, some of you have been there since I authored my book and I was writing and there are a lot of stories in there too about why I decided to leave. But that in itself was not an easy decision. Um, So going back to 2009, I was in undergrad and I actually was a biology major and I never thought that I would become a teacher. That was not really a career that anyone had talked to me about. And so it wasn't something that I really thought I was going to do in my life. And fast forward to senior year of undergraduate college um, at UC Irvine, and my dad, you know, he was basically taking the occupational handbook for medical field and putting it in front of me and going, you're a biology major, like figure out your career. And love dad, of course, he was meaning well and just wanted me to have some sort of direction, but gosh, nothing resonated. You know, when I was going through my four years and getting my major, I was always a little confused. And so I ended up spontaneously applying to Teach for America. And if you are unfamiliar with that program, you basically work two years in an school that is underserved and in a district that needs support of teachers. And so that is actually how I ended up going and moving to the Bay, getting trained in the summer in Los Angeles by the Teach for America staff to become a teacher, and then ultimately moving to the Bay Area to start my, I guess, career in Richmond, California. And one thing I will say, you know, for all the confusion that I had for the four years of my undergrad, where honestly, I was competitively dancing more than I was studying for my biology tests, I immediately knew when I was in front of students 
that that was exactly where I was supposed to be. And I know that statement may make you a little jealous because so many of us want to find a career that gives us purpose, that gives us a sense of self. And in some ways, I felt like I was just dropped into it. And it felt so serendipitous. It felt so right. And I felt so lucky. And not only did I realize, wow, I love teaching, I realized that I thrived in an environment that was about creativity and leadership and innovation. And it was kind of bringing out all these dormant qualities in me that I ended up taking into my first year of teaching up until the five years that I was in the classroom. And I honestly will say that when I started my job, I was teaching seventh grade math and my placement school, which is a school that Teach for America puts you in, I was in the worst performing middle school in the district. We had close to 700 students and two grade levels. And so we were ramping up to 35 to 40 kids in a classroom. To say I was exhausted was an understatement. If I were to wrap up the first two years of teaching for me, it felt like a whirlwind, but it literally felt like I was in survival mode. I was just got, trying to get through because I was a first year teacher. You know, I basically didn't know about classroom management really and how to, you know, lead a class with purpose in many ways, but also because I was in a school where I, unfortunately I wasn't getting a lot of support. But I will say in the two years that I was crying to my roommates every night when I went home, I never once said, I hate teaching. You know, that that never came up. You know, it was never about the kids being this or that. I really, truly loved what I did. It just wasn't sustainable. And working at the school that I was working in, it was unfortunate because so many great teachers felt the same. It was less about the job itself, and it was the environment that was making it so hard to stay in the classroom. So after two years, I was like, I love this profession, but I want to be challenged. So I'm going to go to school in the same community, work with the same kids who are going through the same things, either at home um, you know, or outside of home. But I want to be in a place that pushes me to be better as a teacher. So again, with, with all the luck and you know blessings my way, I ended up going to charter school in the community. And it was one of the best ways in which I developed as a teacher. I spent three years working at this charter where I loved the staff. I was a team lead. I had a math coach to teach me how to be- become a better instructional teacher. And I can honestly say that I thrived. Not only did I love my job, but I really loved my students and the environment that I was in. So I spent those three years really becoming a better leader in the classroom. And I still love teaching. And for many of you who have been there for my journey, I would definitely say my fifth year is when I started questioning things a lot. I started questioning, you know, am I doing what's best for kids by teaching a math lesson every day that wasn't relevant to them or applicable? And that was really hard for me. I ended up becoming 
a teacher who talked about mindfulness a lot, about, you know, emotional regulation, about feelings, because I wanted to bring more holistic ways of teaching my students and and humanizing them more, right? But after five years, I I will say that I was frustrated. I I loved teaching and I loved my kids, but I was struggling with this disconnect of what I wanted to teach and what I was asked to teach. And I think that really is a disconnect I felt. And so I made that decision to leave after my fifth year. And don't get me wrong, I bawled my eyes out. And even though I know it was the right decision for me, I remember on the last week of school that a bunch of my students that my partner teacher, who was amazing, was a good friend of mine. She had basically had the students create a video for me. And it was all these students, one by one, sharing about how I impacted their lives or how much I was going to miss them. And I was just like a hot mess in the classroom while they're all gathered behind me going, oh, Miss Shaw, we love you and we're going to miss you so much. But they also were really proud because I actually had made the decision to go to business school, to go to grad school, and to challenge myself once more because I didn't have a business background. And so I would say in that moment, that decision felt like the best decision. I wanted to move back to Southern California, but I also had left going, I will never teach again. That was a decision I had firmly with my conscious mind had said. So of course I went to get my MBA, you know, from 2018 to 2020 and absolutely loved grad school. And then the pandemic hit in 2020. And so that's really where the journey of my last three years have started. I was confused because I was so passionate about education. And even when I was getting my MBA, I mean, I was all about school and, you know, and kids and their future and every perspective I had in every class about finance or accounting was truly from an education lens. And so that had never left me, but I think I was really at a standstill of what was my capacity going to be in education now, right? What role was I going to play Because in some ways I had told myself, but I did the teaching for five years. So that part of me is now done. It's dead in some ways. And I feel I had mourned it. But of course, when the pandemic hit, I had then decided, you know, I'm going to now do my own business. Maybe that is the next step. And I spent the first year of that, of course, writing my book and writing my vision on education about consciousness and fulfillment and all of the things that I really wanted to put into the educational space. And I'm going to stop right there because, wow, right? Like what what a journey it's been for me. And even just reminiscing on it, I just feel so warm to know that that was my journey of kind of going to being a lost undergrad student, to finding my purpose in teaching, to becoming a better teacher, going to grad school, and then deciding to go to entrepreneur. Like that sounds pretty snazzy, (laughs) pretty successful in some way. But gosh, I will say that the past three years have been a struggle. And I think it's important to say that and be vulnerable because 
sometimes it can feel and look so good on the outside, right? Like she's got it together. She's got her business. You know, she's consulting for schools. But when the pandemic had hit, I also had moved back home. I was living with my parents again, and that in itself was an adjustment. And thank you to my parents because they're so wonderful and so supportive. But being in my 30s and living at home was no small feat, right? And so there was a challenge of that. And then there was also the challenge of like direction. You know, once I read wrote my book, then I realized, oh my gosh, it is so hard to promote your book and get it out into the world. And in many times, you are taking money out of your own pocket to publicize it, to put it on platforms, to put it at book fairs. You know, they're asking for money in return and it's not always free. And so I was doing so much of that. And I was also doing conferences where I was presenting my workshops. And yet again, I had to dish out money from my own savings to participate and even run these workshops at these conferences. And don't get me wrong, it was amazing in that I got to work with you know, school leaders and teachers at these conferences have the most amazing conversations with change makers and innovators. So in some ways, I feel so blessed that I got that opportunity. But over and over again, it just felt that I was trying to be so patient to kind of get on the other side, but nothing was really happening. It felt that the financial return wasn't happening and the ROI sometimes is something I struggle to see. And I'm a pretty idealistic person. And so I feel that I wanted to believe in this vision and that my business would happen and it would happen miraculously. And within what, not even three years, a year and a half, that somehow it would lead me to sustain myself. And the reality is it didn't. And so that was a hard check for me because I loved the autonomy and I loved that I got to create and do all of these amazing things. But there were some things that were feeling difficult for me. You know, I had to start acknowledging that, gosh, it was hard that I was living at home. Like I wanted my independence again. I, I crave that so much. And yet I didn't have the financial means to make that happen. I struggled with the fact that I missed structure. And, and that's so wild to say because I've had, gosh, I guess the past two years after my book of just no structure, I've been able to create my own. And in the beginning, it was so amazing. But gosh, the struggle was real after a while. I'm not going to lie. I mean, to wake up in the morning and create your own schedule, after a while, it's a mental strain and it's exhausting. And so I was craving structure again. And I was craving being around people again. You know, I've spent most of my COVID years and even post-COVID at home alone, remotely working and having virtual Zoom meetings and things like that and connecting with amazing people. And yet... I did feel a sense of loneliness. And so these things were stirring up for me bit by bit. And then I had to ask myself, well, what am I craving, right? What do I want? And I was like, I miss being around people. I miss a little bit of chaos. 
I miss being able to put my creativity in a very disciplined way and in a very focused way because right now creativity for me was social media, but it didn't always feel like it was focused. It kind of felt scattered at times. And then I had to tell myself, gosh, I really miss kids. You know, I've been tutoring these past few years during the pandemic and I love it and I love the one-on-one, but there is no relationship like there is when you're a teacher. What you get to build with students over the course of nine, 10 months is just unequivocal. I can't even say that word, unequivocal. Is that right? <laughs> to, to anything. And tutoring wasn't sufficing. And so all these things were coming up to me or up for me. And I then said, oh my gosh, like maybe I need to go back in the classroom. And I was resisting and resisting. And it's been five years, Komal. Are you really going to go back in the classroom again? And I was like, no, I think this is the next step for me. And so that's when I finally decided, you could probably say I made that decision a few months um, into this year where I was like, I think I want to go back to teaching. But don't get me wrong. Hush, there was such an inner struggle because I think in our lives, when you make a decision of some kind, right? And you say, like, I'm not going to do this again. And then when you feel you're coming back to it, you second guess it. And I'm a pretty stubborn person. I make decisions in my life and I stick to them. And to waver and second guess and rethink something, that was not fun for me. And I really struggled despite the fact that my family and friends were like, yes, Como, you need to go back in the classroom. Like that's where you thrive. Your kids need that and they they want it and you thrive too. And it's such a mutually beneficial thing and it's so amazing. And I kept having this thing in my head that was just like, you're going back again. You're going back again. What are you doing? You left teaching. Why would you go back again? And so I had this inner voice that was critical and was unforgiving and quite shameful. And it's taken me time to process that I'm going back. But I wanted to create new conditions of what it meant for me to go back. And one of the biggest ones was I wanted to be in a school that supported my autonomy and creativity and that would give me space to grow. That was so important to me, and I wanted a school that would challenge me, but would also provide we, we provide me with the tools and the frameworks to make it happen. And so that's kind of what's led me on the decision, you know, after a few months to decide to go to school here in San Diego called High Tech High. And you may have heard of it. It is a project-based learning school. I mean, I know so many educators that have either kids who have gone there or even themselves, they've uh, educated in in that school site. And it's a project-based learning school. And so it's about relevancy and real world and learning that is based on curiosity and long-term. And I did some project-based learning at my old school, but I never got the opportunity to do it in a school site that really supports it, that will say, hey, do this for three, four months. Like We 
completely value that. And I know that I'm going to be a baby when I start and I'm probably not going to have the most amazing projects to begin with, but I'm so thrilled for the challenge. And that's really what excites me is that I get to go back and become a learner again. And this school actually gives me less kids, which also excites me because I get to now work with a smaller group of kids, but also build stronger relationships. You know, I, in my day of teaching many years ago, I was teaching 180 students or 120 students. And so to now have half of that feels amazing. So I will say all in all, I'm ready to go back to teaching. I am ready to start my sixth year in the classroom. And I'm honestly just open to what comes my way and where it leads. I think for the first time I've realized that, you know, life is not linear and you may make a decision in your life and it may change over time and that's okay. And you may think you were ready to like full-fledged start a business like I did. And I was telling myself, maybe not yet, right? It will happen, but maybe this is not the right time. And to be on the ground again post-pandemic and see what has happened in schools and how education has shifted for me is a win and in many ways a golden ticket. So if you are listening to this episode, I hope that you are sending me worlds of good luck (laughs) as I embark what I believe uh, take two to being in the classroom. I will be continuing this podcast because I do want to continue to share my vision, but also now in the context of being at a school site again and seeing what comes out of it and what new ideas I have based on what I'm doing in my day-to-day. So I appreciate you listening to my little soapbox today that hopefully means that you are interested enough to hear my story of why I am here um, and why I have decided to go back to the classroom. But if you have any questions, you can, of course, find me on Instagram and ask all of them. And I just want to say thank you for being here, for being there for my journey. And let's see what comes next. (laughs) Bye. Thank you. Thank you for showing up as a parent, but not only just for yourself, but for your child as you consciously make shifts for their schooling. To connect with me, follow at The Parent Classroom on Instagram and join my email newsletter to stay tuned for more resources for you and your child. If you are interested in consciousness and education, you can find my book, Raise Your Hand, A Call for Consciousness and Education, now on Amazon. Till next time. Bye.